Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk, featuring Wendy Nola. Well, welcome to the latest edition of Consumer Talk. Great to have Wendy Nola with us in studio today to give us some updates on two airline stories we've been tracking. Uh, After 2.30, a reminder that it's an open line where you're welcome to call in with any consumer question on 021-446-0567 or you can leave a voice note on 072-567-1567. Mary and Newlands, I've seen your SMS and I will get back to you on that part of the conversation. But first, over to you, Wendy, just to set some context for you. Great. Thanks, Pippa. Imagine paying, uh, booking and then paying for a flight. We have to do the same, the two at the same time. Um, whether it's a business trip or a holiday that you, that you pay, that the flight is for. Um, and then being told, sorry, the airline's been liquidated or grounded or we're just not flying. You either have to then pay for a new ticket, usually at a much higher cost because it's, it's much closer to the time, sometimes on the day. And then you battle to get a refund. I've seen it happen with the collapse of many local airlines in the past decade or so, nationwide, one time, Velvet Sky. And those who paid by credit card were at least able to get their money back via chargeback. How that works is your bank and the service provider's bank lays, leave you out of the picture, they do all the hard work, and you get your money back from the account into which it was paid, presuming, of course, provided that you can prove it, prove that you didn't get what you paid for. So we dealt with one such case involving a Cape Town duo who'd paid a travel agent for a Thomas Cook-related booking just days before the company collapsed. Terrible timing on their part. Um, We'll get to that case a bit later. But first, some promised news about SEMAIR, which was grounded by South Africa's Civil Aviation Association, CAA, in December, the height of, of of the tourist season, the festive season. Some have managed to get refunds out of the airline, but many have not. I emailed Semi several times and on several addresses and tried the office number, which is on their website, with no response. Um, I did say I hadn't had a response, Pepper, but I'm embarrassed and ashamed to say that um, I I don't know how it didn't flag up on a previous um, inbox search, but I see I did miss an email from the airline, airline's legal advisor, Monique van der Bank, in August, and it read like this. It didn't say terribly much, but it did acknowledge um, all cancelled flights for this grounding period are automatically logged for a refund, she said. If we need any information to enable us to log the refund, we do make contact with the consumer and request same. We faced major challenges during the refund process, which caused a massive backlog on our side. We're dealing with thousands of refunds, and I can assure you, uh, as I, and I'm sure you can imagine the administrative battle on top of that. However, we are doing everything in our power to catch up and we process refunds as quickly as possible. We understand the public's frustration caused by the delay for which we apologize, and we ask for consumers to please bear with us during the finalization of the refund process. That was that, so, so I that did was receive August. that. Okay. That was August. The problem is that they stopped refund, uh, responding to people who yeah. were saying, where's my refund? And that doesn't... Um, Instill much confidence. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's uh, you can have sympathy for the admin burden that they're facing. Completely. I can understand that. And the complexity it's, with all these different booking websites and third parties. And it's the very various complex. ways people that book. Yes. You completely can understand that. But we are talking now more than nine months later. Exactly. There are still many customers who not only haven't received that refund, who haven't received any communication from the company telling them what's going on, and that is a pretty lethal combination. Always good. So a combination of yeah. no supply and no communication. It doesn't um, 
go down well at all, understandably. And it's amazing how many companies do that. They think we haven't got anything to say or we haven't got anything good to say, so we'll just keep quiet. And that is just consumers are are surprisingly receptive to bad news as long as you keep in Keep touch, in with, touch them. with them, yes. You know, they've they most. I mean, there are always exceptions, but most are understand or are surprisingly um, understanding. It's when you ignore them that they four months really on irate. end that it, that it doesn't doesn't uh, land well. Um, so um, we had a, a case. I, I mean, you know, we've heard from so many people who have been wanting semi refunds. One of them was Nia Magul. I, I can't. She's a former colleague of she mine. Is so a, I can you say it. Nia Magulianiti McGregor. Thank you. Yes. Is owed almost four thousand rand as a refund for flights which she booked to fly from PE to Cape Town on Christmas Eve and back three days later. So you can't get more high season than, than that. that. Yeah. Um, in January, she received an email stating that she was due a full refund due to the grounding of Semi's fleet. But she'd, she's heard nothing since. As we said, that is That's more than eight nine months. months. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she, she sent an email to us just last week saying, is the airline ducking and diving? And this is the sort of um, theory that starts to spread. I even heard that the um, CEO um, had skipped the country. Um, and really? that it was no use trying to get hold of him, and so that that, that rumor was sort of tracking because there, there was this this absolute silence on their website and on their Facebook. And, and nothing in the since absence of a story, May. people will make it up for themselves. And um, the, we can con- confirm that the CEO has not fled the country because he's on the line about not. to speak to us yes. in a few minutes' time. But just before we do that, I mean, um, so Nia hadn't heard anything since January, uh, which was upsetting to her. Is there at least anything on their their website or no. their social media channels? They last maybe? posted in um, May. We about the um, fact that you know the Civil Aviation Authority had been gunning for them, they'd granted them more than once uh, without good reason, Semi had, had said, and they were vindicated then in May when the Civil Aviation Appeal Committee set aside two grounding notices um, and said that they were you know unfair, unfounded, and all the rest. It was quite damning of the CAA actually, um, but that appeal committee decision was a bit of a hollow victory for Semi because. Um, the CAA said that the airline was still not permitted to operate as an airline pending the renewal audit process being finalized, finalized with the result that the operator, same air, would be issued with the relevant operating certificates or approvals again. Um, so that's what's, so that, that was the last thing they posted on their website. Um, breaking news. May. Okay. Yeah. Um, and on their Facebook page and then just absolutely nothing. Since. Well, let's fix that right now because we have the CEO, Miles van der Moelen, on the line with us now to chat to us about what's happened since then and about what's going on with those refunds. Miles, really appreciate your being willing to join us this afternoon. Thanks for chatting to me. And I think the first thing we must do is confirm that you are, a fa- in fact, still <laughs> resident in South Africa. Is that correct? I am, and I've been here continuously all the way through. But, uh, yeah, I hope I'm at least willing to have skipped to a very nice place. <laughs> How was be- it? <laughs> okay. yeah. Hope you enjoyed the imaginary <laughs> holiday, Miles. Okay, so May, you have the vindication here with the appeals process going your way and saying it, it, it was a bad decision grounding you uh, under those circumstances. As Wendy's just said, a bit of a hollow victory given the hoops you are still having to jump through to get back on air. Before we talk about the refunds, how how far along the road are you, Miles? Is there any prospect of semi taking to the skies again soon? Yeah, we believe we are at the end of the process now. Um, our matter has been now being um, handled by different um, officials at the CAA um, who are uh, far more in line with the 
which how you'd expect them to operate. And um, uh, indication earlier today um, from from the manager of the particular section was that we should have the AOC um, issued to us on on Friday this week. On Friday this Wonderful. week already. And how soon after that's issued can you resume operations? Well, um, legally you can resume operations um, immediately on, on its issuance. And there's some practical uh, limitations, though. Obviously, we, um, you know, certain kinds of flying that we do, we could start with immediately. But um, in terms of the commercial uh, scheduled operation, um, to, to place in South Africa, some, some logistical groundwork has to be done and booking um, uh, time periods need to need to be allocated so that um, people can, can make use of the flight. Otherwise, uh, you, know, you can fly immediately, but you might be flying on your own. Yeah. Well, the big question is, Miles, I, I wonder how you feel about the damage done to your brand through this process, uh, because are customers going to feel comfortable taking what they might perceive as a risk booking a SEM Air flight going forward? Well, uh, I guess we will get that from the market when we um, uh, are available again, and um, we will then view the uh, the commercial side of it and, and, and decide whether it's it's worth continuing. Um, we have found that you know there's some of the alternatives they face um, have their own challenges. Um, so, for example, SA Express um, is, is operating with, with significant delays and. Um, uh, the, the, the pricing of, of the third competitor is a frustration to some people. So that also plays a part. Um, obviously, it's not the elegant um, service we, we, we try to provide, but this was an external thing visited upon us. And, uh, you know, we, we have been vindicated. So I hope people, um, to a large extent, just understand what's beyond our control, that mm. uh, there's no aviation problem that uh, needed to be fixed here. Whatever problem exists, um, uh, therefore, must effectively be a political problem. Um, and uh, and that is, I suppose, just the reality of the environment in which we work. Okay. Now, Miles, let's talk about the refunds for those people who did lose out on their flights when, for whatever reason, uh, you were mm. grounded in December last year. Uh, what, where are you uh, in terms of those refunds? Because we still have quite a few listeners contacting us saying we, we had an initial email very early on to say we would mm. be refunded and then nothing. What's going on? We're doing our best to to contact um, to, to reply to all of the correspondence that we get. Um, we have seen reports of uh, in my conversation um, earlier this week before this interview. Um, there's a mention that the, the office line wasn't being answered. I'm not sure why that would be because that has been manned all the way through, and and Monique has been um, interacting with people. So I'm certainly not saying everybody's been interacted with, but we, we certainly haven't gone gone quiet. Um, the refund process has been ongoing, and, and many, many thousands of refunds have been processed. I don't know the exact number, but uh, substantial progress has been made. Of course, people don't complain once they've received their money. It's only the people that are, yeah. are still waiting. Um, and there's these categories of refunds that have been easier and some have been more difficult, um, some through, um, through, through agencies um, such as, as, as Travelstart, for example, was a big channel for us, and um, we worked with them to, to, on sort of a block scheme um, to, to, on those refunds. Um, so often we get, when we get a refund inquiry, a lot of groundwork has to be done to look at the exact channel through which the booking was made. Um, and confirmed, number one, the booking was made and paid for, and number two, that the, the, the service wasn't used. Um, we've had a very high rate of, of incidents of, of fraud. Really? Astonishingly high rate, yes. Yeah, you, when um, we spoke earlier, you said it was 14%, which is quite high. 
Yes, and that's fourteen percent of, of shown to be dis- dishonest. You know, that's not sure. some people have um, become frustrated and then used an alternative uh, approach like credit card chargebacks. It, it doesn't even include those people that um, just uh, you know made a good faith move to another channel. These are people that are just um, trying their their luck. You know, you mentioned. Um, for example, your colleague, and, and, and I'm not pointing a finger at anybody in particular here, but you, you spoke of a, a flight from PE to Cape Town um, on Christmas Eve and returning three days later. Now, um, you, if we've got a claim like that, the first thing is we didn't fly from PE to Cape Town. It wasn't we were operating. We were operating um, as an airline on those days, Christmas Eve and, and, and several days after. So, you know, we look at these things and we have to go through, validate each claim. And at one point, it was taking, um, on average, and, and some are simpler and some are more complicated, it's taking on average 43 minutes to validate a claim. Um, and that has just become an admin burden that has, it really has been horrific. So we apologize to everybody that's frustrated with us for, for not um, for, for not receiving a refund in the, in the time frame they would have liked. Um, but it is a complicated process, and we are, we are facing a lot, of, a lot of chance takers. A lot of people that... That made use of the service. We, we can show that they've flown, uh, that they still think they can try and get a refund. So, so um, people who did catch a semi flight are trying to, to hit you up for a refund of a flight that they actually took advantage of. Am I understanding you correctly? Yes, you are, sadly. That's shocking. In, I mean, that's in, just. In many, many cases, that, that, that's been shown to be the case. Gosh. Um, but I mean, how. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Miles. How on earth would they expect to get away with that? Because I'm familiar with the chargeback process, and you have to show proof that you didn't. Um, weren't given the service when you could so easily disprove it just from the date alone. I don't understand how they thought they could possibly uh, come right with that one. I think some people think you, you, because there's um, some chaos about oh, uh, that you just an opportunity and therefore you wouldn't be able to. Because you really have one of two choices. Either you can throw caution to the wind and um, refund um, without the, the required level of diligence and, and uh, the, the time frame will be to the customer's liking or you can go through it the way we are, methodically validating each claim, which drives people nuts, unfortunately, but um, you can you can read out the chances. Okay, so on that score, um, I think you've explained quite clearly what's at stake here and why the refunds didn't happen as quickly as they should, although initially that promise of eight weeks was unfortunate because a lot of people held on to that and then became really disgruntled when the expectation, when, when what they'd been told um, didn't happen. But have you got, I mean, as we spoke earlier, Pippina, the communication thing is key, even if it's bad news, even if it's sorry, we thought it'd be done by now, but there have been unexpected delays. At what Do you not see the merit then in in putting resources there to communicate with those people and say, you know, we are still busy with your refund. If by, if you have since been able to get a refund via chargeback, I spoke to somebody this morning that was able to do just that, and I asked if she'd let the airline know, and she said no because they weren't acknowledging my email, so I didn't see any point. Mm. So there is that element. Are you are you planning at, um, now to to communicate to those people who are, who still have legitimate outstanding refunds? Yes, well, we, now that we have a way forward with the operating license, yes. you know, uh, we, we can sort of click out of um, sort of 
survival mode or, or, or try and, you know, fighting for, for our survival into um, life thereafter. And uh, we, we, we take on board what you're saying. Yes, we have been um, not brilliant with our communication. And uh, I, I guess looking back, we say we should have addressed it. I guess the reality at the time is we're fighting with an unreasonable authority that's acting outside of the, of, of the legal framework. And uh, unfortunately, that soaked up all our attention while we try to fix the base problem. Yeah. Um, with that addressed, um, you know, we we are a private company. We we only have so many hands. We can throw at anything, um, and uh, and now the attention will will go to those people that uh, that, that are frustrated with us for, for for our silence. Okay, brilliant. Okay, Miles. Final question: Somebody asking, what do you reckon are the chances that you might be up and running for this festive season? Is it likely that there will be semi-planes in the sky? Yeah, absolutely. The, um, all indications from the authority now are that we um, will, will be issued a certificate imminently. We have the equipment available. In fact, um, I, uh, I, I stepped out of a meeting to discuss which routes we're going to be looking at and, uh, and, and w- w- what our exact plan is in the, in the local market. Um, and uh, we, we expect to be flying this rest of season, absolutely. Particularly to the smaller destinations where, where we, we were the only alternative. Yeah. Um, those were the most illegitimate destinations. Miles van der thanks for joining us this afternoon. CEO at Sem Air. So that's great news it for them, Wendy, news. that there is some movement towards uh, and I, getting yes, back on their feet. And people who yeah. want to visit family and friends in these smaller places, obviously wanting to know because they, they want to, to make arrangements to, to, now for the end of the year. Yeah. Are we going to have to drive or what are alternatives? And I have a lot of sympathy for the fight that they've been fighting because by all accounts they shouldn't have had have to fight it. In the first place. But yeah. an excellent case study in terms of how important communication is even when you're battling Absolutely. with a, well, a major issue. Yeah, it's so, I mean, here two messages. One is from Jane on the WhatsApp saying, my 90-year-old mom lives in Bloemfontein and was due to fly to George the day after the airline oh, shut down. Gosh. She is still waiting for a response from Sam Air, and she's unable to travel long distances, so getting her to our holiday home in George is hugely problematic and traumatic because she's unlimited finances, old and frail. I mean, there's an extreme example it of isn't. somebody who you really wish had had... Um, they'd gone the extra mile for to communicate with who received quite the opposite. Sean has also said, given how hard I had to fight to get a refund, I will never fly with them again. At the same time, there are lots of people saying, are they going to be up by October, November, December? Clearly, Mm. there is an appetite for their services to resume. At the very least, Wendy, let's hope that they learn a a lesson in communication, starting with, gee, I mean, how hard can it be to put a message on the landing page of your website? Even if it's just a general one. Exactly. This is what's going on. We're still working on it. Please give us some time. Please be patient, whatever. But some form of communication is As you say, even if you don't have the resources for individual communication, do something on your public pages. We'll continue the conversation around uh, Sem Air and Thomas Cook uh, and then we'll go- take some space for open line calls towards the end of the hour. Uh, yeah, it- it's really interesting, Wendy. There's sort of two schools of thought coming through on our SMS and WhatsApp line. One is the flurry of messages from people who are still waiting for refunds and are aggrieved that it's taken so long and I think more aggrieved that nobody has been communicating it's with the lack them of communication which always. has really rubbed mm. salt into the wound. On the other hand there are people saying, you know, they really feel for, for Semer. Louise on the WhatsApp saying, I agree that the refunds should have been paid but I am appalled at what has happened to Semer. Their whole business has been crippled by false claims mm. by the CAA resulting in hundreds of job losses and the virtual death of an excellent airline. It has been an abuse of power by the CAA, which has ultimately cost the South African economy. I believe we've got a voice note as well. Let's take a listen. 
Hi, Pepper and Wendy. Um, just to hear uh, Miles speaking about what has been done to his business and him behaving so graciously towards the criminals in the Civil Aviation Authority, I was wondering whether a civil action is going to be brought upon them for the loss of money. It must amount to millions of rands and, of course, the loss of goodwill. Um, I would love to see that CAA official who has acted uh, outside of his mandate uh, politically, as uh, Miles puts it, um, stand in front of the People's Courts of South Africa and explain himself and who issued him the instruction to close down the opposition air airline to SAA or its affiliates. I would love to see this man go to jail and have every item in his possession um, taken away and resold and the value given to Miles and Semex. Interesting. I mean, I, I'm guessing Miles wouldn't have shared that with you during your conversation, we, Wendy. Are we you aware a, of any? We, yes, we yeah. did have we did have a discussion about this being consumer talk. I tend to focus my mandate is to focus on how these things affect consumers, which is why we went quite heavily into refunds because that's yeah. what people have been contacting us about. But yes, he said they definitely are going to take action. He said he's. I won't go into too much detail because it's complicated. But the the, the recourse, he said, his words we were we're running out of recourse road, but. We're not done. The system that's in place for such recourse um, are a little problemat problematic in the implementation. He did say, obviously, it's cost the millions. There have been job losses. And just the legal fees ran yeah. into the millions as well. So I think, you know, it's quite um, commendable that he's actually got to the point where he does want to keep going with yeah, I was quite surprised line. to hear that, frankly, given yes. what they've been through. Yeah. Um, I think uh, yeah, he's, he's obviously really tenacious and, and wants to triumph. He said we will recover from this, to me, off air. I just want to do one, make one clarification. I looked at Nia's email again. Yes. She did say the flight was from PE to Cape Town return. But when I looked at the... I think that must have just been a, a, a typo because yes. when I looked at the actual booking... It was PBZ to Cape Town. PBZ it's is Plet, airline code for Plet. Yeah, Plet. I thought and, it which be, is yeah. an, a semi route. Okay, it so, was absolutely because they were the only uh, real, real op alternative on that route to Plet. I yes. mean, virtually nobody else flies there yeah. uh, commercially. So and that other case that okay. I spoke about, when the woman eventually got um, her charge back from EPSA, that was yes. a. Um, that was also a, that was a Durban to Plet route okay. that she'd paid for. Okay, yeah. thanks for clarifying that. So look again, if you booked by credit card, um, hopefully you used the chargeback facility early on and took advantage of that and got it sorted out. If you did get a chargeback refund, um, please consider dropping a, an email to Seme to tell them because Wendy, that that comment about how it takes forty three minutes of research to verify each and every booking. Yeah. Um, I don't blame people for for thinking that they, it was a, would be a waste of time, time because yeah. they weren't getting responses. But that would help everybody else. Would probably just help removing the yes. the, the put a tick yeah, next to it quicker exactly than and take otherwise. it off the system and speed yes. it up for everybody else. They're not alone in this problem. Ryan and Plumstead, WhatsApping to say, talking of companies keeping quiet while failing to deliver. Yesterday, Seacom had a fiber outage that affected many people. Their systems, including their phone lines, were completely unavailable. Yet they only acknowledged this hour later after getting hammered on Twitter. That's from Ryan That's and Plumstead. That's what Twitter's for. I yeah. see it time and time again. Your major companies, your online retailers, 
sooner or later they have a major wobble, the the part the delivery partners let them down, whatever. And it's I have to say I've said to them in many cases w- this would be the time to put a pinned tweet up to go yeah. onto your Facebook page and put a banner across. Don't keep selling and and advertising your specials. As if it's business is normal yeah. because you are not going to be. That is not going to be appreciated by your customers. And they think they're going to lose face, but the opposite happens. If they, I mean, if, if they don't do something, that's when they're judged badly. Yeah. Acknowledge it. Everybody has a service lapse. As individuals and as companies, we all fail in some way, sooner or later. Just acknowledge it. Give some real advice. The worst, worst thing you can do is to, to go quiet. It's not happening. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of Zando last year post uh, Black, uh, Black Friday. Same story exactly. It took, uh, weeks to get even an acknowledgement on the, on the Facebook page. And once they did, there was an immediate drop off in yes. the complaints because people went, okay, we get it. We see there's an issue. We'll be because a little bit more patient. What happens with online retailers, even with the big ones, people go, I see it in my inbox. Is this a scam now? Have yeah. they gone under? Am I, have I lost my money? That's what people presume. When there's silence. In the absence of information. So give something, even if it is not happy information, give information. Now, okay, semi customers are not the only ones who've been wondering what is going on with their refunds, Wendy. Uh, As we mentioned last week, there are plenty of South Africans who've been affected by the big global tourism story of the year, uh, the collapse of Thomas Cook. Just remind us of the background. Yeah, Yeah, so news broke uh, early last week, Monday, I think it was, that the world's oldest travel firm, Thomas Cook had collapsed, leaving hundreds of thousands of holidaymakers around the globe stranded um, and sparking what newspapers called the largest peacetime repatriation effort in British history. That story is fascinating on its its own. So some 600,000 people were stuck in hotels across the world that Thomas Cook had not paid, imagine, because the the company ran hotels, resorts, and airlines in 16 countries. Sure. So such a large footprint. yeah. Yeah. Um, executive Chief Executive Peter Fankhauser said it was a matter of profound regret that the company had gone out of business after it failed to secure a rescue package from its lenders in frantic talks the weekend before that Monday announcement that, sorry, it's game over. Yeah. Um, and, of course, no doubt all those hundreds of thousands of holidaymakers and would-be holidaymakers were feeling their own profound <laughs> regret that they didn't choose another travel company for their holiday. And among them was Steve Austin of Cape Town. He got hold of us to say that he'd intended to travel to the UK in December with a companion and because he was uh, uh, ironically uh, feeling a little uncertain about booking his flat, online. his flats online, <laughs> he approached a Weinberg travel agent to do it for him. Um, and the agent recommended Thomas Cook. I think there was an affiliation there, and the flats were um, paid f- um, with his companion's ABSA credit cards. So it was eighteen thousand rand odd for the tickets for the two of them on Condor Airlines, which is affiliated to Thomas Cook. And then another 1,300 rand to the travel agency for that service of mm-hmm. doing it for them. The, it was made on, uh, that, that booking was made on September the 19th. It went through on the credit card on the 21st. And, uh, two days later, oh, shame the time came the Monday, the September the 24th news that Thomas Cook had gone belly up. So, um, Steve said, you know, I'm, f- we're feeling stranded. We will need to confirm further flights to secure, um, an adequate window to apply for visas. But that's the issue, you see. He said, but, um, you know, we don't know when we're going to get this refund. And that's always the problem with these flat, prob- uh, cancelled flights. You've paid up front. You need to still fly. 
it's going to cost you so much more and yet you don't have the refund to, yeah, to, to pay for the new flight because not everybody has a second international flight's worth of cash stashed exactly. in their Exactly. So it's yeah. three times out because you're paying up to double double of often. for booking closer to the time yes, of departure. And then you haven't yeah. got the original refund. So where did you get with, with Steve's case? Okay, so um, I went to APSA and I said, this has happened. You must have other customers in the same boat, um, given the, the Thomas Cook footprint. Um, how long do you give for what, what each bank has their own window period in which you can apply for chargeback? When um, Steve's uh, companion had gone to APSA, he said they were told that um, – it wasn't a, they were sort of made to doubt whether the chargeback would work in their case. It'll take 14 working days or something and we're not sure you'll get it. And mm. they weren't sure whether it was going to, it would have to wait until December to prove that the flight wouldn't happen oh, or whether no. it'd be immediate. And honestly, when, when, when planes are, when, when airlines are liquidated, there's, it's obviously not going to be the case that you're still going to be able to of get course not. Yeah. what you paid for. Yeah. Anyway, Absa got back to me to say, um, a chargeback prevents customers from suffering financial loss and engaging in lengthy disputes with merchants. The bank takes care of this within a clearly defined process. I have to jump in there and say that they didn't all, they weren't always so forthcoming with this chargeback information. In 2011, um, when I think it was one time collapsed, yes. I, it was, yeah, I wasn't that au fait with chargeback either because the banks were keeping very quiet. Right, As I say, it's a, it's a protection offered by Visa and MasterCard. And I thought, I read about it on some international site because, the, for example, the, the the Brits know all too well about chargeback, and so do the to the, the so do the Americans. Anyway, and I started making inquiries, and they were like, "Yes, it's a, it does happen," but the people on the ground on the banks didn't know about it, and we're fobbing people off. And I hammered it; it didn't happen. And so many people who paid by credit card, um, f uh, to to I think it was one time, got their money back, which was. So satisfying to me, and yeah. I was, and then when the other airlines went, so and now the banks actually actively talk about it, which is good. So that's, there's no more silence around yeah. because one of the best reasons to use a credit card for anything, not just your um, air ticket, and I've used it myself and and with great success. Anyway, the bottom line with this case is. EPSA, this was the EPSA response. EPSA has taken note of the unfortunate situation surrounding Thomas Cook and empathizes with customers who've now been inconvenienced. EPSA customers who have booked through Thomas Cook and its affiliates are encouraged to approach, approach us. It's the dis disputes um, division, disputes at EPSA.coza, to assist. Um, he said, uh, they said, um, while we are limited in the level of detail we can share publicly, the customer's account, that was uh, Steve's companion, um, has been credited. I checked with her this morning and she said it, it reflected today. So the money is in the, the account. They've got their the refund. Account. That's fantastic news. Yes. So for anyone else, if you paid by credit card and you're well in time because it's the, the, the news is barely a week old, yeah. get hold of your bank's disputes um, division. As I say, compared to eight years ago, they, they know all too well how this chargeback works. And um, you you should, I mean, they, they, you don't even have to give in. You normally have to prove it. I mean, the news is out there. They there all, is not they going all to know that Thomas, Thomas Cook has yeah. collapsed. 
um, and just, you know, proof of payment and you will get your money back. Well, here's another one. Mary in Newlands SMSing to say, my son who had booked through Thomas Cook received a full refund from the travel agent. He had booked three weeks before Thomas Cook went under and I'm so pleased. We are too, Mary. That's great. It's great to hear the stories that it is working as it should do and please take advantage of that chargeback uh, service to get your refund if you booked through a credit card. As you said, Wendy, very good reason to make your travel bookings by credit card. You also get extra travel insurance if you do it that way. You do, so but it's it doesn't cover one. this scenario. Yeah. Um, as as uh, Steve's companion had assumed, she said, oh, it's all right because I've got an insurance. Like, no, you, it, it's, okay. and then. Also important to know. It, so luckily, for, luckily, there was the chargeback mechanism. Okay, we've got to take a short break. We'll come back with more of your calls and voice notes. We can keep talking airline woes. We're also very happy uh, to move more broadly into other consumer matters. The number to dial 021-446-0567. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call now. 021-446-0567. We've got Ray on the line from Kenilworth wanting to talk about a Thomas Cook refund. Ray, I think you're a happy customer, are you? Good afternoon. No, 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 no. no I don't want to talk about a refund. Mm. I was, I flew to Skiathos from Manchester a week, uh, about what, Wednesday, week ago, more than a week ago, and I was due to fly back last week, last Wednesday. Yeah. My wife and I, and um, on Monday we got the very startling news that Thomas Cook was now in liquidation and that the British government were going to be repatriating all these people back. Yes. And um, we, we were told to log on to the, the, the website, which uh, we duly did, and um, uh, Monday there was no flight, Tuesday there was no flight, and we, we were due to fly back on Wednesday at about quarter to one, and Wednesday morning there was a replacement flight. We went to the airport and we were put on the flight and we got back to wow. Manchester. So that evening, so I think the British government did a remarkable they job. They absolutely did. Getting, getting all these people, the, the, they had flights to, to Gatwick and to Manchester. They were all there, all, all replacement flights. So bottom, bottom line, Ray, is you got home safely got, and got with no home, extra yeah, financial consequences. then back to South Africa. So. But I bet you had some worried, worried very, days. In between, yeah. Okay. Wow. Thanks for turned out very well. So I, mean, I must say, I would take my hats off to to the uh, British government for organising that repatriation. It was certainly remarkable to get all those people back. Yeah. Ray and Kenilworth, thanks so much for sharing that. And that's, Lovely I mean, that's story. fantastic. As you say, Imagine there must have been logistics. some involved, but uh, yeah, the logistics of 600,000 people needing to be moved from, back. From 16 destinations. Is, is, yeah, pretty scary. But thanks, Ray. It's great to hear that your experience was a positive one and welcome home. Um, John in Tableview, good afternoon to you. Hello, Pippa. Good afternoon. I would like to know, I booked recently to go to Addis Ababa on Kenyan Airways. Mm -hmm. And they then informed me prior to my leaving that there had been uh, scheduled changes on my return flight and that they had cancelled the flight down to Cape Town from Jomo Kenyatta. And I had to wait six hours at the terminal for the next flight down to Cape Town. So I cancelled the ticket with them uh, through flight uh, flight start travel start um, travel start yeah. and um, I booked on another airline and I informed travel start that I was going to use Ethiopian Airways instead of Kenyan Airways. They said to me, "Oh, you've got to wait till the airline refunds us, which could take up to six weeks." So why do I have to wait for the airline to refund travel start when I'm a regular? 
customer of Travel Start. They have all my details and things like that. Surely they should. Uh, my dealings is with them, not with the airline. It's an interesting one because they're they're an intermediary, so obviously they take your money, pay it over, whatever. But for a fee, and I would have also, I would have thought that um, they would offer that as a customer service. But if you think about the financial implication, they probably can't carry that until the airline, you know, on not just for one person would obviously be across, across the their board, business. Yes. Yeah. So I understand the frustration because you feel that you've, you, you're giving them your custom. They, they're charging you for it. It costs you more to go through them than to make the booking yourself. And I certainly right. understand your feeling, John, because I would feel the same. It's one of the reasons you've, you go with, a, with an agency because you feel an extra level of protection when, when something, th- goes, when wrong. something yeah. goes wrong. Was there? Re- did you just feel? What was the implication of you having a, a six-hour delay? Did it me- mean you missed a connecting flight, or were you just not comfortable no, with having I, to? I, I, because of operational problems with Kenyan Airlines, they decided to drop the lunchtime flight coming back to Cape Town. So I left. At, I would have left Addis at six in the morning, got to Kenya. And then um, from Nairobi, I would have had to wait till five o'clock in the afternoon for the next plane yeah. uh, to Cape Town. And I thought that, and before the schedule was an hour and a half um, hangover, yes, yeah. which was fine. And it was it was a better value than Ethiopian Airways. So in the end, I cancelled everything with Kenyan Airways and booked myself on Ethiopian Airlines. I hope they stick to the but, schedule, John. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, I can understand Nairobi Airport's not exactly no, the, no, the height of fun. luxury, a place you'd want to spend six hours of your time I in between flights, having been there myself. But uh, yeah, I hear uh, you hear both sides. Wendy, you do understand from a financial perspective, if, if Travel Start was to say, we refund and we'll fight the battle with, with the airline, Imagine if everybody, every customer did the same, it would be a ma- massive financial implication for and them. And I'm not sure about the rule of, you know, when you're entitled to a refund or not, but it, it does sound encouraging at least that, that they said haven't you said may get one. It just might take one. some time. Yeah. yeah. So I, please keep in touch with us. Let us know how long it takes you to get that money back because presumably you now have outlaid another f- fare, have you, John? I, I outlaid another fare for Ethiopian Airways. So I've, I've theoretically played. Yes, very, very out of pocket. Let yeah. us know how long that takes. If there's any delay or whatever, and we can help you speed it up, let us know, John. Just pop us an email. Okay, so John, the, the email address is consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. And just let us know if there are any any hiccups in that process that you want to flag or would like some help in, in chasing it up. We'll gladly follow up with you. Okay, uh, more Thomas Cook customers on the line. Kate in Simonstown, good afternoon. Yeah, hi, um, hi, Nola, hi, Pippa. Um, I booked um, two sites for my daughters to come out from the um, from London for Christmas um, with Thomas Cook. Yeah. Um, I booked them, and obviously was completely devastated when heard they'd gone under. Um, and I booked them um, back in June, and um, so I, I approached Standard Bank because apparently you can, They said you can get your money back if if you've um, paid with a credit card, which I did. Um, and Standard Bank said uh, there's nothing they can do because um, I booked it way back in June and they can only refund if it's within a 60-day period. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, so then I also um, I saw that uh, if you were at all protected, um, you could claim back from the Civil Aviation Authority, which a lot of people are doing, 
but um, I looked at our electronic tickets and literally on the bottom it says not at all protected. Yes. I've, okay. I've yeah. found that in my research for the story so, and that uh, chargeback is your only recourse with the Thomas Cook. I'm so sorry, Kate. That is devastating. Yeah. Yeah. You book in so, advance because um, you're going to get a better fare and then chargeback. Yeah. You eliminate your, your right your to chargeback. Charge so what can so Kate do I, other than wait for... Any kind of scent in the ran from the Thomas throw, Cook process. Throw her hat in with the uh, Thomas Cook uh, liquidators. Rescue, yeah. yeah. And, um, but there, so is there nothing I can do, Wendy? I'm just going to lose 40,000 rand. How oh. much? 40,000. Oh, oh, gosh. Um, yeah. I wish, I, I, I so hate saying to people, sorry, there's nothing I can do or there is no hope. But other than chargeback in this case, um, Kate, that that's it. Um, you were just outside of the window and, and, and hope that some, maybe you get something back as part of the liquidation process. Yeah, it'll be a few uh, cents in the rand. That's yeah. how it works. So it's going to be, it's going to be. So yeah, you might get a little bit and it's going to take bit. a long time, I would guess. A little, yeah. Yeah. Too little, too late. I'm so sorry, Kate. Oh, I feel it's, desperately I know, for so you. Do I, 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 could, I could, I could feel your pain. That, yeah. Heather asking on the WhatsApp, does chargeback work with a debit card or only with credit cards? Only with credit card. It's a protection offered by MasterCard and Visa via their issuing banks around the world. Okay, thank you for that. And then uh, I think we've got a voice note uh, also to do with airlines. Let's take a listen to that. Hi, Pippa. The other airline that's really getting under my skin at the moment is Kulula with their arrogance. Um, I'm a tall person and I don't like to sit um, in a window seat. So I always book 12 Delta or one of the stretch rows. I pre-book, I pre-pay. And um, the latest now is when you get to the gate to board, you find that your um, your seat has been rearranged and you've been put into 6 Alpha. Um, the latest excuse on a flight to Johannesburg was, well, we've had an aircraft change. And I said, rubbish, you haven't. You've had a gate change. You changed from C8 to, or 811 to C8, and you're still flying a 737-800. So why are you just taking people's money? It's 95 Rand. Uh, it's not about the money. It's about the fact that I'm purchasing a specific product from the airline, pre-booking, pre-paying. When you fly Air France, you pre-book, you pre-pay, you get your seat, your allocated seat, etc. They don't juggle you around in those seats. Um, and as former airline staff, I also know that the, the story at the gate is a load of codswallop. The guy at the gate made a few random phone calls and I don't know, I think he actually mumbled to himself and basically told me that um, my option was to take another flight if I didn't like the seat that had been assigned to me. And I said, well, I don't like the seat. I've paid for a specific seat and for a specific reason. I'm claustrophobic. I'm tall. I want to stretch out. So they Okay, we lost you there, but we get the gist of it. Wendy, I mean, she's paid money for an yes. extra legroom seat. What Heather, recourse? If you're listening, please email me because I have a couple of other cases about exactly the same thing. I had worked out that you were airline staff with your Altas, Alphas and Deltas yeah. and knowing what aircraft it was and 
Gay Changes. I love your story. I'd like to, I'd like to add it to my collection before I take it up with the airline. So please do email me, consumer at nola.co.za. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. It is not acceptable for you to pay for a particular, extra for a particular seat and then being told rather arrogantly that you can't have it. Sorry. Okay. So that one to be continued. Wendy, thanks. It's been a really busy show. Glad to have you with us thanks, in studio Pippa. today. And we'll chat again next week.